Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I don't know what the fuck happened tonight, but I am not happy about it, and I don't think my co-host is either. I'm Ron Luce, joined by the great Nick Hudson. My friend, before we talk anything baseball, because I know we're going to do a lot of yelling and a lot of screaming, my vocal cords are going to be well lubricated tonight. I would like to know, my friend, how are you doing? Happy hump day. Thank you very much. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not doing too well. Uh, I wanted to see a consistent Cubs team, and I'm starting to get the fear that's creeping in that the consistency is not there. I'm getting a little worried, and I'm in pain because this is all avoidable, and I'm sure we'll get into it. This is all avoidable. As you say in your tagline, you say pain, I say what is going on here? Because I think that's how we all feel about tonight's Cubs game. Cubs lose once again to the Nationals, 2-1. to one. Um, Our friends Juice and Tyler discussed a loss last night following a dub on Monday. And yeah, Nick, um, it, you know, it almost feels like we could recycle last night's episode title for today is, you know, the bats go cold into the night. Like, what is going on with the offense right now? And I get it. Baseball is a game of streaks. I get you know, teams get hot, teams get cold. But right now, no one is hitting. No one. And no. It, it's one thing when nobody on your team is hitting when you have a, a well-constructed team. Because we watched those ups and downs with the Cubs teams from 2015 to 2020. We saw a lot of it. But it gets a little more frustrating when you have a team not doing shit offensively and not having an optimal lineup on top of it. That's where the frustration I think begins to set in because I I saw a great, great meme tonight and I can actually give credit for once in my life. For those that listen to the show enough, know that I see shit on Twitter all the time and I never can give proper credit to anybody because I'm a loser and I forget everybody that tweets everything. But I finally remember our, uh, Friend of ONTAP Sportsnet, friend of our friends over at the Dingers, uh, Greg Huss, made a great meme tonight. It's the meme of the cartoon meme of, like, the two couples dancing and the one guy in the corner. And the one guy in the corner, it says, Jed. And he says, they don't know that Mervis and, and Morell are down in Iowa crushing it. And both couples dancing are like, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And that's Cubs fans. That is literally Cubs fans right now. Cubs fans, yeah. Like, in, in today's world where I don't have to, like, go to some rickety-ass old website to go find out what the Iowa Cubs did today because you everything's streamable and Twitter's instant. I know exactly what the fuck Matt Mervis and Christopher Morell are doing out in Des Moines. And I also know that Des Moines is a very short flight from Chicago. It's about 40 minutes. It's actually probably less than that, to be honest with you. I've, I've looked into it multiple times because I've almost had a fly to Des Moines for, for other things. Nonetheless... What is happening? And, and and like Scott says here, man, like, you know, the offense is cold when Nico loses his on base streak. Belly lost his tonight. Like this team is just not doing anything. And then on top of it, it hurts even worse because you get another quality start out of Marcus Stroman. Nick, sound off. Yeah, I mean, right there, you said it best. The quality starter, Mark Stroman, that man grinded tonight. He is a battler, and does he battle? And when he's battling, he's thinking that his teammates are going to battle on offense. And a lot of the plate approaches, just they've been declining. That's what I've seen. I, I want to see these guys take some more pitches, uh, put some more pressure on the starter, 
Um, early on, they were having success early in the count swinging, being aggressive. Um, I think they're adjusting to the, the scouting reports. They're adjusting to the Cubs hitters and the aggression straight out of the gate on hunting fastballs, taking them the other way down the line. You're not going to get those easy pitches. But something that you mentioned early on there was the quality of the lineup. That's a really good point. Teams that are juggernauts that go cold can usually survive those things. This is not one of those teams. This is a team that needs to be consistently producing, consistently hitting, and getting good pitching, which overall we've been getting great starting pitching. I mean, it's like the, to have this offense go completely cold and, I mean, pain for Nico losing the streak and Belly losing the It's just pain all around. And hitting is contagious, so you can see why this could happen. But we had runners in scoring position. You hate to see – the runners and scoring. I hate that. At least get one. So I, I tweeted that earlier. At least get one. And they just can't do it. They can't do it. And it's cost them a lot. Yeah, it really has. And honestly, you can look back all the way to the weekend series, right, Nick, where, you know, this team left bases loaded, stranded. How many times in that game that they lost on, on the Saturday to the Marlins? Like, yes, Caleb Killian got shelled. It happens. Shit, it, shit happens, right? But like that's a game that they legitimately probably could have gotten away with in the sense of like they had the opportunities. They just could not capitalize. And let's be frank, right? They had bases loaded, what, three, maybe four times in that game? If they get if they do something meaningful with it once, they win that game. Just once. Because even a deep single scores two. So you do the bare minimum at this point offensively in that game. That's another W. Like Juice has talked about it at nauseum on this show, right? Of, of those wins that you think about later in the season when you're, you know, four or five games out and you're like, oh, I wish we would have had that one. This team is 500 and they realistically should be like seven or eight games above 500 right now because that's how, like, that's how many games it feels like they've had an opportunity to win that they just couldn't. Like, I'll, I'll forgive yesterday. Whatever. Shit happens. Nats had a really good inning. It is what it is, right? But tonight, 2-1 to one you lose after an incredible performance by one of your two aces on the mound. You go back to those, all three of the Marlins games. They absolutely could have won all three of them. That's just four games in the last six days. That doesn't even include the three games that Michael Fulmer blew at the end of the season and then a couple more. There are so many games right now that this team could win, and we're only getting frustrated because this team is not a bad team. Your no. one through five right now is sensational, and I'll even even after tonight's game, Hap Nico or pardon me, Hap Saya uh, Mancini, all two hits, all three players, the only players to get hits for the Cubs tonight, mind you, but. Batting averages, Nico's still hitting 305 despite the offense going cold. 295 from Dansby, 308 from Ian Happ, 291 from Belly, and 275 from Seiya Suzuki. What in the hell is happening? It's not a bad team. This is not the Cubs of 2022 where you're trotting Rafael Ortega out every single day of the week. Got a shot at Rafi. I got his jersey. Don't worry. We love Rafael Ortega. Hashtag Cubs legend over here. But this is a different ball club and it's nights like tonight. Sure. Mancini had two hits and I'm not as mad at Mancini in totality as I am like at guys like Hosmer and at Rios right now. 
Like Rios is just taking up a roster spot. Let's be completely fair. You could flip out Rios for Mervis right now and nobody would bat an eye. Yeah, no. Nobody. Because what is Rios doing? Striking out four times a game? Cool. You know who else can do that? Me. I can go up there and strike out four (laughs) times a game. And you don't pay me shit. You pay him 865K. That's the difference. This team needs to get shit together soon offensively because right now, more than ever, right? People were had been pining for this friend of the program, Scott from Iowa, has been pining for this for weeks. But in the last like week and a half, Nick, the calls for Mervis and Morell are louder than ever from Cubs oh. fandom. And it's getting to the point right now where if you're the front office, how much longer do you put on the earmuffs and say, we can't hear you until it's just overwhelming? Exactly. I mean, it's going to get to that point very shortly. And like you mentioned, it's people will say, oh, it's early, it's early, it's this, it's that. But we can all remember the game 163. We all remember that. Every game counts. And to have these games that were definitely winnable ball games just slip out of your hands like this because of what you mentioned, one through five, fantastic. We almost have a black hole at the bottom of the lineup. Minus uh, wisdom, you know, he gives us the power, but still, it's like a black hole. And you have guys like Mash and Morell that are up in Iowa, just they're they're raking, they're absolutely raking. And like you said, you can't hide that from fans. You absolutely cannot hide that in this day and age. You can't hide any of that. We're gonna be reactive. We want to win. And what kills me is that our front office is showing us that we don't want to win by seeing these stats, by seeing Rios. Hosmer, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm over it. By seeing these people go out there and do this and not make an adjustment, you're showing the fans that you're not wanting to be competitive. And that's a problem because, you know, maybe this isn't the year we're competing for the championship, but we got to be competitive and you got to show your fans that you're being competitive and things can get out of hand very quickly. Yeah, and and agreeing with you in the sense of it's early, right? We're only 30 games into this 162-game marathon. But I think the reason there is the frustration this year that there there wouldn't have been in 2022 is this is a good ball club. Like, this club has done a lot of good shit recently. Drew Smiley has been pitching phenomenally as of late, right? He's gotten his shit together. Stroh and Steele are aces. You know, Justin Steele leads the NL in ERA. I mean, it's that good. And Stroh is in the top 10. Like, it's... It's not much of a difference between those two uh, on the top, the top leaderboards. And then you just think about what Dansby and Nico and Hap and Belly are. Belly's off to one of the best starts of his career. Like, this team has the talent. That's why people are frustrated. Because you have this great one through five. And then you destroy it by trotting out. And not a shot at him because he does well behind the plate. But then you throw out... Barnhart, Hosmer, Mancini, and some nights Madrigal, there's no power. We got a little bit from Mancini, and Hosmer's teased us at times. But in totality, this team is still severely lacking. And again, it's frustrating because it's not like we're sitting here and going, oh my God, this team could use two power bats. They have to go out and trade for it. All you have to do is give up a fucking roster spot, man. That's all it requires. And for guys that, to Juice's point, don't, don't, you don't owe a goddamn thing to 
in the grand schemes of it. You're not DFAing a 37-year-old Anthony Rizzo. You're you're getting rid of guys. And and here here's something that I think is interesting from our boy Joey. Oh, first off, let, let, let's go to the comments here for a second because there's some really good comments here that I have just completely neglected. Uh, Scott from Iowa confirming, 35-minute flight from O'Hare to Des Moines. Uh, he's clearly taken that before. I might have to take that this summer at some point to get out to uh, Principal Park there in Old Des Moines because I want to go see the Iowa Cubs play. Nonetheless, our boy Joey Ricotta, hashtag where's Joey, is in full effect. Uh, he says, it's getting ridiculous at this point. I have thoughts. He says, damn, I cannot wait to rejoin you boys. Well, I mean, you're the one that's, uh, you know, on the rehab stint. So you just got to report to us when you're you're good to go, man. And we'll activate you. That's all, all it comes down to. Scott jokes. He says, changing the hashtag, where's Joey, to where's Eminem in reference to Marivis and Morrell. I think that's <laughs> hysterical. Absolutely love that. But here was Joey's plan that I wanted to bring up. He says, send down Rios and Madrigal, let each play every day, and that way Hosmer can hang out and play clubhouse leader on the bench, call the upside win, 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 win. Hosmer's defense alone, I agree, is, is okay of a roster spot. But to Joey's point, even if – here's the thing, right? I will I will make the argument right now and try to be as level-headed as I humanly can be, is that Morel is still striking out a lot. It's just every time he hits the ball, ball go very, 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 very far, right? Nope. Like, that's just what his numbers are right now. If you look at his numbers right now down in Iowa, I mean, he's been unreal. He's slashing 358, 460, 821, right? But he's struck out 32 times in just 24 games. His strikeout numbers are still very high. He's only, But he's walked 16 times, which for Christopher Morrell, that's good. That's very good. He's gotten the walk numbers up. The strikeout numbers are still high. So if the Cubs make the argument and say, look, we want to leave him down there because we want him to play every day and have the opportunity to continue to work on kind of that discipline at the plate, cool. I can get behind that for a little while longer. I can get behind giving him 50 to 55 games at Iowa, which gives him another 20. That gets us into mid, mid to late May at this point, right? But, like, again – all you have to do is swap Rios for Mervis, and things look wildly different. And people might argue with me, well, Morel's numbers are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the difference. Mervis is slashing 286, 402, 560 right now at Iowa, right? That's good for a 962 clip. That's still very hot. But he has 91 at-bats in 24 games. He's struck out 19 times. He's walked 18. The guy's strikeout rate is the same as his walk rate. That's insanity. Don't forget the seven doubles, six home runs, and 27 ribbies he's already got to his name in just 24 games. Like, this guy's getting it done, and he hits fucking missiles. Did you see the home run he hit the one night, Nick? Which one? He looked like – if I could hit my three-wood on a golf course the way he hit the ball out of Principal Park, I, oh, yeah. I would be on the PGA Tour. Because he went down and got it and yep. golfed it out. Absolutely golfed it out. But here again, here's the thing. I, and again, making the argument for the sake of the Cubs, you have right-handed power in this lineup, right? You have Patty Wise. You have Dansby Swanson, who he's starting to heat up a little bit, it feels like, right? You have Trey Mancini, who has offered you some of that power. But when you look at the left side of the plate, and, and even Seah, Seah's got power, right? If their names aren't Cody Bellinger or Ian Happ when he's hitting from the left side, you have no power from the left side on this team. None. None whatsoever. Give give Mervis, give Mervis, 
Mervis a chance. Scott Crawford mashes a higher walk rate than strikeout rate. It's about even. Nonetheless, same, same. You're right on, Scott. Like, this guy is doing so well. His plate discipline's clearly good. Let him, let him, let him get a shot. And guess what? If he's really, really, really bad and he doesn't help you, then so be it. Do you really lose that much getting rid of Edwin Rios? No. He barely plays. <laughs> he was like Luis Torrens, which they finally did the right thing and let him get DFA'd for Belly coming back. So at least Nelly V can stay up. But, like, why is Nelly V on the bench? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Like, why Why is he not getting at-bats? If you're going to do this bullshit again, send him to AAA. Why? Because why? Here's, here's my thing with this team right now. I am okay if you want to let Trey Mancini play for space, but then why in the hell is Hosmer your DH? I don't care that it's against a right-handed pitcher. He doesn't provide you shit anyway. There's no matchup advantage. He's not doing it. Yeah. Hosmer should not be DH. Like, that's just my opinion. You should not be DH. Like, you look at the numbers. How could you even put him there? And it's like, you know, you want to try to give him the opportunity. He's had a lot of opportunities. And at this point, you have someone that's doing better. And you don't owe these guys anything. Right. Like you said, nothing. I need you to yell some more, Nick. So I'm going to bring up a comment from from Scott here because he's about to set me off. Because I had this on my docket of things we needed to talk about, too. Was that... Oh, yeah, here we go. And this goes back, you know what? This goes back from a a decision-making standpoint as a whole from an organization right now. The lineup construction on a day-in, day-out basis. And maybe maybe it is, the the boys on last night's show brought it up. Maybe it is, you know, that Ross is saying, hey, I'm, I'm trotting out the best you're giving me front office. This is what it is. Trying to play the game a little bit. Maybe it is. But organization-wide, right? The decision making. Why are you bunting with your yeah. DH in the bottom of the ninth? Then it almost turned into a double play anyway. That close. That close. I, I, oh why? Why? That was the dumbest. I don't, I don't even get where that's coming from. But if that's coming from the bench, that's a terrible decision. And it's got to be coming from, you don't go up there in that spot and not do that if you're not being told to do that. So that's a managerial, that's a decision. And that's a terrible decision. You, you put the ball in play. You don't, you don't bunt. It's just, I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. Just, just like juice always has to have a food reference on every show. I think it's contractually obligated of me to have a Moneyball reference every show. I'm about to fucking send David Ross, the clip of Billy bean from Moneyball, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Saying no bunting, none whatsoever. <laughs> no bunting. Stop fucking bunting. Unless he's got Scott Pudsednik or Juan Pierre level speed, he better not fucking bunt a day in my life. Please, for the love of God. Keep why it doesn't do anything for you. Like Billy Bean said, or Brad Pitt said, or whoever the fuck you want to paraphrase here. It could have been Jonah Hill for all I care. Just pick up the out and throw it to first. Thanks for the free out. Like, I I agree. Bunting has its place. I can think of one bunt that has gone substantially well for the Cubs in my lifetime, and that was the sack squeeze when they walked off the Mariners. That's it. (laughs) And guess who did the bunt? Your fucking pitcher. 
not your DH. Let him go up there and hack at it. I'd rather him strike out swinging, at least trying to give you a chance to win the game, than just laying it down and nearly doubling up to end the game. Exactly. The double play was the scariest part because if that's a double play there, now we're talking about a disaster of a, like, that's even worse. And it still was a disaster. It was, it was. It could have been a lot worse and obviously the same result, but horrible, horrible, horrible. And I I mean, and again, I'm not like turning our, you know, I, I think we could both sit here and agree, right? Nick, like nobody's turning their back on this team yet. This is just a very frustrating stretch of baseball because, again, it's not like you're sitting here going, all of our prospects are years away. We have nobody that can come up and immediately help us. You have two right now just chilling in Des Moines, eating like terrible (laughs) – I I shouldn't say terrible takeout. I don't know what the food scene's like in Des Moines. Scott, educate me in the comments, please. But, like, bring them up. Don't act what? like a poverty franchise because that's what they're what? doing right now. They're acting like a poverty. They're acting like we need to do, we need to let them stay. And this team's not ready to win right now. That's what you're telling me as a fan is you're saying this team's not ready to win. Not ready. From one to five, I know this team's ready to win right now. I mean, come yeah. on. And the pitching, throw show. Come on, show him some respect. Like, right. bring, bring Mash up at least, at least. Right. Give one of them a chance. And again, I am cool if you say we want Morel to work a little more on his, you know, his plate discipline and, and drop that strikeout number just a smidge. Cool. I can live with that. Mervis has, why? Because he's hitting 280 instead of 290 or 300. Just get him to the show. What difference does it make at this point? He's getting on base at a 400 clip. You don't think that helps you at the big leagues? If he's got that kind of plate discipline, I'd rather him do that than Eric Hosmer strike out fucking swinging. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, Scott educating me here in the comments. The food is epic in Des Moines and half the price of Chicago. Yeah. Sure. Another reason that I'm going to have to venture out there. I I hope it is epic. We love Des Moines. I I love all the cities that are affiliated with with the Cubs, right? Knoxville, Tennessee. Sick. I actually really want to visit. So bad. I want to go to Smokey's game. Like, nobody's business. Myrtle Beach. Hell yeah, it's Myrtle Beach. South Bend. The Notre Dame fans obviously love South Bend. I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but our boy Juice lives in South Bend. That's a good enough reason. And then Des Moines. We love, love all those cities. They're like, they're like Chicago's, like, they're they're the brother cities, you know. We're like, hey, we like you guys. High five. Go team. But you know what I don't like, Nick? You know what? Is that this team can be better without literally having to do anything other than just giving up Edwin Rios' roster spot. And this is not a shot at Edwin Rios. But, like, if you're not going to play the guy to even give him a chance. Like, tonight, it Hosmer's bat's better than Rios is a DH? How? I can understand if you say Trey's going to be our DH and Hosmer's defense is going to play first. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Why in the fuck is Hosmer in the lineup if he's not playing first base? 100%. 100%. And that should be case closed. Just there it is. You know, you want to say gold glove first? Fine. I mean, how do you argue yeah. with that? He does a great. great defense, but like, that play RCH. What are you doing? Like, what are we doing here? Exactly. What is going on so, here? I'm about to do my best Billy Bean impression. I'm trading everybody that he can DH. Just like they traded Carlos Pena, so you gotta play Hatterberg at first. 
<laughs> just play Hosmer at first, please, for the love of God. I, I promise you Mancini's probably not going to get pissed at you if you let Hosmer play first base. I really don't think he is. You know why? Because he's making $7 million this year. You know what Hosmer's making? Well, actually, probably a lot. Well, he's making a lot more than that. What are the Cubs paying him, though? 750k. Like, oh. And, and Hosmer's a veteran, too. So, like, the upside with Mervis, you're getting more prospect out of him. I mean, right. Hosmer's almost – I don't want to say spent because there's a lot of veterans that are still very good and bring a lot to teams because they bring experience. And as our guy uh, Joey said – they he brings bench presence so whatever you could say that but matt mervis could get a lot out of getting some major league at bats especially in a time period in which the cubs are actually right there competing for the top so that's what you want yeah and and scott i mean i i trust scott like people that listen to the show might be like scott from iowa he's such a a a fan favorite first off yes he is that is 100 percent true but secondly like scott's in the Iowa Cubs backyard, like he's in Iowa. He sees his team on a day-to-day basis. He gets to hear more of Alex Cohen than we do, which I'm super jealous of because I love Alex Cohen so much. As somebody who's done any level of broadcasting in my life, I am not done anything meaningful, obviously, like Cohen does. I love Alex Cohen. Like he he might be one of my favorite broadcasters ever. I'm such a fan. Anyway, he says Mervis hits better against better pitchers. I believe that. Good players just do that. And like right now, just give the guy a chance. He had he had collegiate background, right? This isn't a guy coming straight from high school that you think is going to need four or five years to develop. He came out of high college, had an eh, you know, draft year at the minor league level, scorched earth in 2022, ascending three levels, and has continued to put the baseball world on watch that he's ready to come up. Give him a chance. What the fuck do you have to lose? If you if you want to sit here and claim it's not a competition year for us, then give him a fucking shot. What <laughs> difference does it make? Why are you trotting Hosmer out there? And I know, and, and I understand the point, and this is not me taking shots. It's just because it's on my brain and I remembered it. Our boy Jake Bouge, we love you, buddy. Check out the Dingers, boys. We'll, we'll plug them as we always do. But. Boosh said the one day, like, it's it's hard to DFA a guy like Hosmer right now because that might send a, a bad message for signing free agents in the future for the Cubs. Fair. Totally fair. I get that. But again, like, I'm not even asking you to DFA Hosmer at this point. You could get rid of Rios, who's yeah. not even playing. Carry three first basemen. Really, you're carrying two and, and Trey's your DH. Because here's the thing. You don't have to play Trey it defensively anymore if you don't want to. If Mervis is on the roster, it's Mervis or Hosmer playing first. If Hosmer's in the lineup, he's only playing first. Caprende, Caprende, good. And then Mervis can DH those days. And if not, Mervis can play first and Mancini can DH. And you know what? Mervis playing first and Mancini DHing looks really fucking good. I know yeah. a lot of people are fed up with Mancini, which I don't think is entirely fair because he's not that atrocious. He's hitting 268. He had two hits tonight. I mean, yeah, he doesn't walk a terrible amount, but like, I mean, I'm pulling up his numbers. I'm trying to hesitate. I'm 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 doing the old like in the movies <laughs> when you're trying to like distract people. You gotcha, gotcha. I get it. He's only a 695 OPS player right now. Like he's not slugging a ton, but the dude's got 15 ribbies for this team. 
That's got to mean something, right? No, really that mean that definitely does. Yeah. Like does. I would if again, gun to my head, if you're like, who do you want DHing? Hosmer or Mancini? Mancini. Ten times out of ten, it's Mancini. And you know what? Maybe Mancini does better when he just DHs. There's some players that are just professional hitters like that, where when they come off the bench, that's all they do. Look yep. at Frank Thomas. He did that for a long time, made a Hall of Fame career out of it. Yes, he played some first base, but again, just like uh, They've got to do something because right now, like, here's the crazy thing is I sat on this microphone last Thursday with Juice following a series win against the Padres. This team was four games above 500, and everybody was vibing and feeling really good. They've come scorching back down to earth. They're at 500 now. At 500. Actually, I'm sorry. They were... Five games by five as of last Thursday. They were 14 and nine, I believe. Maybe they were 14 and 10. I don't know. Nonetheless, doesn't matter. No, they were 14 and 10. So four games. I was correct. My bad. Anyway, they've come crashing back down to earth. They're 500. Not bad by any means, but you got to write this streak, right? You've, you've got to. Something needs to change. You need to switch it up. And you know what's an easy answer for tomorrow? Nelly V should play tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, I don't care if it's in the DH role. Let him hit. Let him hit. Let, let if Hosmer's going to be the lineup, he's playing first base. Maybe give Trey the day off. Play your your best nine. Otherwise, right? Maybe we can we see some Miguel Amaya tomorrow too. Because tomorrow, yes. because tomorrow, and we're going to get to it in a minute. They said Tyone is probably not getting the star tomorrow, even though he's technically eligible to come off the IL tomorrow. So that means. Maybe it's Javier Assad who just Maybe. got called up today, making the start. Maybe it's a little bit of a bullpen day. If that's the case, give the kid a chance. Let Miguel Amaya hit. I bet you right now he watch watch Miguel do something special tomorrow, and this team win. And then all of a sudden, the the front office is just going to get a load of shit. Whether it's like your prospects are getting it done. Sure, maybe the major leagues don't know them, and they're going to have to go through an adjustment period, and that's true. But like. Just do something for fuck's sake. Just do something. <laughs> do something. Literally, just do something. Like I, I, I'm just befuddled at this point. It, it, it's just frustrating. Again, it's you're playing time. the Nationals. Like, yeah, this was a team yeah. that you were supposed to beat up on for four games, and instead, you you can't get Marcus Stroman any run support. Let's talk about that just really quick here, Nick, before we wrap up and and move on to tomorrow. Oh, Joey says Tyone is starting tomorrow, so the Cubs. Oh, lag. Okay jackasses um i saw a report yesterday that said he might not necessarily get the start tomorrow so that's that's on me um but is as our sauce is joey says um tyone is back tomorrow thank god uh because this team needs him nonetheless six innings five hits one earned three walks five k's stro lowers his era to 218 you know what? You know what's happening here, Nick, and this is what I teased you with before the show. You know exactly where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right now, Marcus Stroman is getting 2017 Jose Quintana treatment, where he pitches lights out and can't get any fucking run support, any, any whatsoever. Like his his overall record right now is not at all an indication of how he's pitched. Not a single beat. He's two and two on the season. He should be like five and one 
He should be. He should 100% be. It's ridiculous. This is absolutely hysterical in that sense. It's disgusting. Just, it's it makes me brutal. sick to my stomach, honestly, right. because you need these games. We just talked, you said at the beginning of the show, we're not an elite lineup. We're not an elite team. We're not going to knock you out. We're not a juggernaut. So use the great starts you get and build off of that. No, instead we piss them away. And like like you said, like Stroh goes out there, he battles, he deserves, he deserves run support. The fact that we're talking about Jose Quintana with Strowman, I mean, you're right, but it, it's driving me crazy. Come on, do, just put together some good at-bats with runners in scoring position. That's all I'm asking. Just some good at-bats even. See some more pitches. And this was Stroh last year too, though, to a fault, if you really think about it, Nick, because in 25 starts last year, 350 ERA, which was high early in the season, and he he dragged that thing down astronomically as the year went on. 119 Ks to 36 walks over the course of the year last year, 100 and just shy of 140 innings of work, six and seven record. Same thing, literal same thing. He gives the man some fucking run support for the love of God. And you will watch this guy win 15 games for you. If you give him any, especially this season. And you know how you give him run support by giving him competent bats in the lineup that aren't named Eric Hosmer every day. And you know how you do that, Nick, you call up Matt Mervis. That's what you do. Like at this point, <laughs> let, let Morrell be a 1500 OPS player in triple a boost that confidence. So when he does get to the show, it just keeps going. Give Mervis a fucking chance. The guy's clearly a professional hitter. Again, he's he's swinging at a 286 clip from an average standpoint. He's on base 40% of the fucking time. Exactly. I mean, in this division, it's winnable. It's very winnable. Oh, I mean, so look, at, winnable. look at the awful, the god-awful Cardinals, which I just saw the Angels put up a three spot against them in the ninth down one. So We love we love, we love that. Yep. So, I mean, we're, we're pissing away opportunities here to really step on the throats of our division rivals, and we're just we're choosing to screw around. That's what the front office is telling us. We're, screw, we're screwing around with these experiments almost that are just not working. Yeah. You, you nailed it on the head, buddy. Just really quick from this game. Alzale, tough showing, uh, ultimately credited with the loss, which – I, I can't get too mad at Owsley. He's been so good this year. He's going to have his bad days. It is what it is. Again, this team couldn't score more than two fucking runs, so I'm not even mad at the pitching at this point. Um, Mark Leiter, really good. Uh, a perfect one and one third with two Ks. The guy just continues to, to be an absolute beast. Pitching was not the issue from this Cubs team tonight, in my humble opinion. The bats couldn't do a load worth of dick outside of Ian Happ, who – literally legitimately went two for two with two walks. Like that's the best night you could have possibly had in this, in this lineup. So Nick, I'm going to turn it back over to you, buddy. I'm personally, uh, I'm not tired of yelling cause yelling's fun, but for sake of the, what we're yelling about, I'm tired of yelling. Um, so I'm going to turn it over sure. to you for any final thoughts. Uh, sure, this yeah. Before we look forward. Yeah, you know, I'm going to keep my final thoughts pretty optimistic here because we spent the show yelling and getting upset and whatnot. But it, it's good to see the Cubs coming out of the gate, giving us a good start, you know, showing us some promise here. And it, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Um, but 
the things we discussed tonight, I think Jed's going to ultimately see it's going to have to, it's just going to hit him in the face with whatever avenue it comes by. I mean, look at all the tweets, look at everything happening right now. I mean, talk on 670. He's going to be asked, why, what are we doing here? And it's going to happen. So, I mean, I'm optimistic that things are going to change, and I'm really happy with the top five of this lineup. So, agreed. I like it just. These last two games are the epitome of just put it behind you. Like, forget about them. I don't care what that takes. Like, it's a quick turnaround tomorrow, so I'm not telling the guys to, like, go out and have a beer tonight or something stupid. But, like, get back to your hotel. Just go straight to sleep or just chill for a little bit, you know. Hopefully they all had a really good pre, you know, or post-game, you know, meal. Just forget the fuck about these last two games because they've been so bad. Like, show up tomorrow, refocus. Here, here is my advice to the Cubs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on my, you know, my managerial cap real quick. If I'm David Ross, I walk into that clubhouse tomorrow morning and say, look, boys, I ask you to do one thing for me today. Just dial the fuck in. For one game. One game. We play, we play at 1 o'clock Eastern time, so noon Central. I ask you to give me nine good innings of baseball. We split this fucking series. And then you have six straight nights. Pause. Seven straight nights of sleeping in your own bed. You got a six-game homestand coming up. Three against the Marlins, three against the, the, the petty dog shit Cardinals. Give this one. Build a little bit of momentum coming back home. Split the series. You got Patrick Corbin tomorrow. He's a walking, he's a walking batting practice as a pitcher. Take advantage of it. Tee off on him a little bit. Get the confidence high. Because you got the team that just swept you in their own building coming to your place. And then you got your better rival coming after them. If that doesn't hype you up and piss you the fuck off, I don't know what will. You got six games, three against a team that just embarrassed you. And I mean straight out of, you know, absolutely straight out of the TV shows. Fucking embarrassing. Just embarrassed you in Miami. And then the St. Louis Cardinals coming to town. Just get a win tomorrow. That's all it is. That's my final thought. Get a win tomorrow. And we're going to look ahead to what that game is tomorrow because, Nick, as I mentioned, um, First off, may the fourth be with you if you're a Star Wars lover like I am. I, I got fully into the spirit tonight. We were talking about that a little bit uh, pre-show. But on Thursday, May 4th, the Cubbies and Nats are back in action. It's a noon or, well, 12.05 if you want to be specific. Central time start, 105 for our Eastern time zone friends like our boy Juice at Nationals Park from the nation's capital. Cubbies and Nats do battle for the final and fourth time of this series. Cubs currently listing their probable pitcher as TBD, uh, but as Joey notes here, uh, Taylor McGregor just a few minutes ago reporting on the Tyone news. He says, so you weren't wrong, Billy Bean Loose. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, so it will be Tyone versus Patrick Corbin. Corbin, uh, 574 ERAs, 1-4 on the year. He's been bad. Uh, again, he's a walking batting practice at this point with this team. Three players on this current roster have hit a home run off him. Um, based on number of at-bat. Mancini likes hitting him, so I know who will be in the lineup tomorrow. 
So maybe give Hosmer the day off. Mancini's in the lineup tomorrow because he hits 364 off him for the course of his career with like 12 at-bats. So, Nick, I'll turn it back over to you, buddy. What do the Cubs need to do to just split this freaking series and get the hell out of the nation's capital? You know, Tyone's first start back, they need to give him some support right out of the gate. You know, they need to get on early, be aggressive. I look for them to steal, put some pressure uh, on the pitcher early on, get into that bullpen. Um, I mean, really, they, they need to come out and kind of make the pitcher work in which we're in that bullpen in the fourth inning. I want to see him just out. And the main thing is to have better plate approaches. I mean, take more pitches wait for your pitch, have a plan going up there. Like you said, dial the fuck in. I mean, get into it. A lot of times they look just lost up there. I don't know what they're even thinking about. Dial in one day, noon, our time, one their time, and just do it. I mean, get on base. That's that's my, that's my plan for the team. Get on base, get them on, get them in. That's it. It's so easy. Give support to Tyone. I like it. Uh, why do we like him? Because he gets on base. That's that's the name of the game tomorrow. We like everybody in the Cubs lineup because tomorrow they get on base. On um, base. As Joey says here, dial the F in. That's the new slogan. Yeah, just dial in, baby. Dial in yeah. and get it done. I'm right there with you, Nick. This team just, again, it's getaway day. It's real easy to overlook this game and just you, you get to get back home, this, that, and the other. Nine good innings, take a nice nice nap on the flight home. I've done that flight from D.C. It's about two hours. you got plenty of time to take a nice siesta, land back in Chicago, go sleep in your own bed, say hi to the girlfriend or the wife or your pup or whoever you're going back to as a player, and then get a good night's sleep. And then you welcome the Marlins to town for one of the incredible 120 starts on a Friday. And it's going to be beautiful this Friday. Oh, by the way. I'm going to play this game again because I am I am terrible at getting rid of tickets and actually like posting them to be sold, clearly, because I always forget Just too much things, too many things going on today. I have two tickets for Friday's game, bleacher seats. It's going to be 70 degrees and sunny in Chicago. If you want them, you got to do a couple of things for me. If you're not already, follow Cubs on Tap on Twitter and Instagram at Cubbies on Tap. Just prove to me that you followed one of the platforms. Follow Nick and I on Twitter. That'd be cool because we like followers. Um, and then follow our friends over at Dingers. And then follow on Tap Sports Now. You do those five things for me. I know it's a lot. But again, they're bleacher seats. It's a Friday at 120. I will give you the tickets. Free of charge. And then Damn. you just gotta you gotta send me pictures that followed everybody. Like our shit. Have fun with us. And and then my only request anytime I give away tickets to somebody is you send me a picture from wherever you're sitting. That's all I care about. I don't want your money. Send me a picture that you're having fun and using the tickets. That's all I ask for. So I've got I've got two for Friday's game. Hit me up if you want them. And I'm happy to provide them. Uh quickly before we start to wrap this thing up, Nick. Cardinals lose again. Uh that's cool and tough. We absolutely love to see that shit. And I do want to remind Let's everybody go. very, very quickly. Cubs on tap, one of two official Cubs shows of the on tap sports network. You go ahead and check out our friends over at the dingers podcast. Uh, they do a great job. They were live on Monday. Be sure to follow them and tune in with them every weeknight or every Monday night. Pardon me. Um, at eight o'clock central time. They are always live. Our friends uh, over there. 
we need to do something with them soon. Uh, we're 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 gonna make that happen. But we love our boys over at the Dingers. They do a great job. Uh, Booge, I'm coming for you in our fantasy league for what that's worth. Uh, we we play in a fantasy league with all those guys. I'm currently second in my division. The only person ahead of me is Boosh. And I've had him outscored too. That's the worst part of it for uh for most of this is I got a damn good little uh fantasy game this year. Nonetheless, follow them at Digger Cubs Twitter and Instagram. Follow all the boys, Jake, Mitch, Kevin, Jeff. They do a great job covering the Cubbies just like we do. Follow at Cubs on Tap, or in this case at Cubbies on Tap, C U B B I E S Twitter and Instagram. I am at loose on tap. Nick is at Nick underscore on tap. And follow all the other boys as well at Juice on Tap, at Joey Knows Nothing, and at Teddy Freddy270. And at Bulls Guy Rob. Don't forget about our prospect guy, Mr. Rob Wagley. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, you know the drill. We got it all busy week end for the Bears this past week with the draft. You can find all of that over at Tap Sports as well. And, yes, Cubs fans, I know we're frustrated right now, but at least we don't root for a poverty franchise that is never – that is one of three franchises in the in MLB that's never spent $100 million total, total on a player. Like the Pittsburgh Pirates beat them to this mark. Paying a player a hundred million dollars over the life of a contract. So go show your friends that like the Southsiders support and send them to our friends that like the Southsiders, so they can all vent and cry and hug and sing Kumbaya together, uh, because our boys at Socks on Tap do a good job covering the Southsiders. So once again, ontapsports.com and ontapsports on social media, the ontapsports. We go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Nick, it is always a pleasure, my friend. This was a good vent sesh. Uh, as our boy Joey says here, he says, thanks for venting for us. Uh, you're very welcome. I think we all needed it. Um, this was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I have no idea who the panelists are or whatever. Tomorrow will probably be our last show of the week. Um, Friday, good weather usually means everybody's occupied. So we'll uh, we'll probably be back with you guys then on Sunday for a series recap after that Marlins series. Maybe we'll surprise you and a little Saturday night show might happen. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Nonetheless. Follow along. And if you want to know when we go live, subscribe to the ONTAP Sportsnet YouTube channel and hit that little bell button. You always know when any show on our platform goes live, but specifically us over here at Cubs on Tap. Nick, thank you, my friend, for jumping on. It was a ball. We got some well-needed angst out of our system. And uh, what do you say, buddy? We get out of there the only know how at Cubs on Tap? Yep. Fuck the Cardinals. There it is. And let's go, Cubs. <laughs>